So I like to begin Dharma Talks by taking refuge and you're welcome to join in. Um, you're also welcome to just connect with your own uh, intention or your own place of refuge. I take refuge in the Buddha. I take refuge in Dharma and I take refuge in Sangha. I wanted to start uh, a series of talks on what I'm calling life purpose, uh, a Dharma perspective. And I think this is a, a question you know, I've been in uh, the Zen community for a number of years, and it's a question that often folks experience on the path of practice is maybe a, like a re-reckoning with like, oh, what's what's my life about or what is my life about in, you know, now that my spiritual life is, is like a primary part of my life or a part of my life in a way that it wasn't prior. Um, but it also, I think like just touches on question that we carry as human beings, as we go through uh, different transitions in our life. I've really been influenced by uh, the work of Meladoma Somme, who's a, uh, a shaman, a West African shaman. And a couple of things he says, just he um, you know, did initiation ceremonies like in uh, his tribe in West Africa, and then spent a lot of time in the West, like just learning um, Western culture and uh, really felt like like we lacked rituals to like help us find meaning and purpose and um, even feel like a sense of belonging to like this earth and our community and um, our people. So I think like maybe there is a certain flavor of life purpose having, um, you know, just being a, like a symptom of our, our society that, that, that we question it more or it, it is like a kind of, I don't know what you would call in Zen, like a, a koan, which is great. Like it, that, that offers, um, that offers us the ability to clarify something about ourselves and maybe perhaps even the nature of reality and our relationship to um, our practice or to the Dharma or to truth. So this question may be articulated as, um, what is my life about? Or what is my offering? Or my career? Or what do I do with my life energy? Is there a way to give back? What is the legacy I'm leaving? Or maybe more simply put, like, how do I want to orient myself, like, moment to moment, no matter what I'm doing? So maybe you are someone who is in a life transition and these questions feel relevant. Maybe you started out pursuing one career because family or societal pressure, and now maybe want to do something else that's more in alignment with your heart. 
or maybe you are in a career change for another un more unexpected reason. Maybe you were happy in your career, but you know something happened and you had to leave, or you were fired, or something. Yeah, some other kind of transition happened, and now you're contemplating like, oh, what? Do I want to go back and find similar work, or do I want to do something different? Or maybe you're feeling just the time we're in, like the heat of the climate crisis, a fraying that's kind of fraying our culture, and you wonder, like, what, what can be done? What, what can I do? So, depending on the scale you are opening to, this question about purpose can seem really big, and. Um, and can have a really seismic quality in our lives. To live a life of deep intention isn't um, maybe what most of us learned to do when we were growing up, and maybe isn't what we see in others when we look around, so like family members or in our society. Often, you know, I know before I started a serious dharma practice my life was a life of reactivity like reacting to the situations in my life instead of realizing like oh like i'm i'm actually or could be empowered to direct uh, the course of my life at least you know from here like from here <laughs> you know direct my attitude direct my uh, approach direct my heart stream So, in, um, in the Zen tradition, we have this word, vow, when we talk about life purpose, uh, sometimes it's framed in terms of, of life vows. It's one way of invoking this quality of intention or uh, life direction, or even like the direction of our spiritual life, our Dharma practice. My teacher Chosen used to say, our lives are woven together from vows. And that's something I wanna get into a little bit more of like exploring the vows that are already functioning in our lives. But where I wanted to start today is really like at the basics, the basics, the ground of um, life purpose or life intention and I was doing a, a workshop with somebody who studied with Thich Nhat Hanh when he like first started teaching in the West. And she said, you know, so many people would like criticize Thich Nhat Hanh for just like teaching the basics over and over and over again. But she kind of laughed to herself and she was like, if we, if anyone could actually like follow the basics, um, we would be Buddhas. <laughs> we would be living living a life of, of awakening, because you know the the way that Thich Nhat Hanh taught was very much like you know coming back to this ground level, like really applying these teachings uh, of Dharma in in our daily lives, and you know without without those you know basic reminders of mindfulness and presence. Um, we're living more from our idea of practice. And so we can do that with 
life purpose or with our life vows, um, we can like have some good ideas about them, but like the actual living, like the actual moment to moment living is, um, is a whole nother matter. And that's something that I wanted to address today and to ground us in the basics and then um, moving from there as we explore this topic. So starting with the heart's deepest intentions, and that, that could also be framed as like, what is the foundational values of your life? How do you want to live? And I often ask this, like, how do you want to live no matter what the circumstances of your life? So maybe right now you're healthy and you have great resources and support and you can kind of imagine like all these things you could do with it. But there are also will be times in your life maybe that you don't have that support or those resources or, or you're sick or um, you're, com- you're compromised in some way or there's you know such things happening in your external life that maybe the thing you dream is just not like able to kind of take root. But still, that doesn't mean like, oh, that means my life, I don't have a life purpose anymore because the thing that I'm dreaming of just can't manifest. It's like, well, actually, like, how do you want to live moment to moment no matter what's happening? No matter what career or however you're making money, like, how do you want to show up for yourself and for others moment to moment? And often when we like really get in touch with that. This is why I made that comment about the basics. It's like, well, I want to be compassionate or I want to be present or I want to live from love. Like it, it really can be or that simple. It maybe needs to be that simple if we can like boil it down. And simple doesn't mean easy. <laughs> like, oh, it would be great if we all lived. We would feel such a a sense of, of satisfaction, I think, if we could show up with compassion or presence or love uh, or the authenticity, you know, each of us may have a different way of articulating that, like co- those kind of core values that, that really matter to us in terms of how we want to live into our lives, into our relationships. It's, I, I was thinking about like, um, my teacher chosen was really interested in near-death experiences so she would sometimes uh, at the monastery show us videos of people who had near-death experiences just talking about their experience and what was like was pretty characteristic of most uh, near-death experiences that were recorded that we were watching is that people like often were shown kind of the small things, like what we consider the small things. It wasn't like, yes, you are so great because you started this organization. It's like, oh, remember that time where you were generous to somebody that you didn't know or you gave someone a chance? Like they're really shown these moments of like really simple compassion and kindness 
And many people are, emerge from or come back from an NDE, like really feeling infused with purpose, but purpose on that level of like, oh, like I'm meant to show up with compassion, with presence, with love, with authenticity, with patience. <clears throat> it also, so Chosen kind of got me into it near-death experiences and then I also got into past life regression it's a similar thing people who have been regressed uh, often like come back with like a sense of oh my life or what really matters is you know more about how I'm showing up in the in the day-to-day -day. these seemingly small things that give life meaning that that actually change lives like those moments of generosity, those moments of patience, the showing up with a, an open mind or a fierce compassion with our teenager or, or for yourself or for a loved one who's sick that maybe you're caring for or in relationship to. So this is the foundation and it's important sometimes we are in a place where we really have choice and resources and good health and energy and time and can set something in motion or pivot and other times we may not and and yet we can still come back to these foundational values so i wanted to um just do a little bit of reflection um, kind of guided reflection on how do we connect with and one one way you can think of this is with the primary vow or with the foundational vow or with with your heart's aspiration so one is just to reflect on how do you want to show up in your life like show up for the moment to moment the big things and the little things. And you can just let, you know, let maybe some memories come up as you reflect on that. You may be thinking of moments in your life where you really felt aligned with how you were showing up. Or, or maybe moments in your life where you really felt connected to purpose. And what was that? How were you showing up? What was the inner feeling of being connected to purpose? Was it really about what you were doing or more that, that inner feeling? You know, maybe it is more for you, like being in touch with your creativity or spontaneity. What qualities or values were you embodying in those moments where you really felt connected to purpose, connected to yourself, or how you want to show up? And that's something you, maybe you got some like images or a felt sense of you know some of those qualities that are important to you right now and it's also something you can you know, come back to and ask yourself or or drop into meditation we were talking about this 
a few weeks ago where um, it's like a form of koan practice where you just sit and let yourself like deepen into your meditation and then drop in that question. Like, how do I want to show up? Or when, when was the time I really felt connected to purpose? And then just allow what arises to arise. Maybe you'll get an image, a memory. You know, sometimes we get symbols. I don't know, for whatever reason, I, I asked that question and like an owl appeared. I was like, oh, that's interesting. I wasn't expecting that to happen. So, you, you know, you might get image or symbols of things that are important or, or contain like um, some information. Another way of um, connecting to purpose or connecting this primary vow, and this is an exercise that I learned from Chosen Roshi, and, and I think it's in her vow book, if anybody has ever looked at that. That's another great resource. She has a lot of little activities. And it's it's like, it's for those of us who are more like big picture thinkers. So maybe your mind is like having trouble like getting to, wait, what are the values? Like I value so many things, or what are the underlying values? But you can think like big picture, like, oh, well, you know, what I want to do is start a spiritual community or um, you know, stop world hunger. Like, you know, maybe have like these just kind of big ideas. And so one thing you can do with that, so let's take the example of start a spiritual community, is, is ask why. Like, why, why do you want to do that? <laughs> is it, you know, we can want to do that for so many different reasons oh, it will make me feel good about myself or, you know, can come from um, kind of different motives. I would say, okay, I want to start a spiritual community. Why? So then it's like inviting us to really like, like get closer to like, what is, you know, what is the motivation? What is the driving force? What are the, the underlying values? So maybe um, I would say, because I, really value practicing with others and I really value supporting people in practice. I feel like that's something um, I have some skill at and want to share. Okay. So why? <laughs> you know, it still isn't quite like you know, at the primary vow. Maybe next would be, well, I feel like Dharma offers clear methods for opening the heart and living authentically. And I value that. And so there's like getting to the primary vow. Like actually what I value is open-heartedness and authenticity. And there's so many ways that can be expressed. And if I'm just thinking like, oh, it has to be expressed in starting a spiritual community, I can get overwhelmed. And there are parts of me that are not ready to do that or don't want to do that or, you know, aren't, yeah, like aren't prepared for that. But like it can get closer. Like, okay, the value is open-heartedness and authenticity. How can I live that now in my life? How can I give more space for those qualities in my life? And then see where that goes. And that's another way of getting to the primary vow. And one of the things Chosen says in her book is like, you know, it's, it's great and, and we can build up from the primary vow and sometimes like that's the work that we need kind of help doing or, or need to focus on. It's like, okay, 
I want to live, you know, from authenticity and, uh, and open-heartedness and like, what are some ways that can look like practically in my life? But, you know, if we're starting with these kind of big vows and we're not sure of like what the underlying motives are, we can kind of get off and then get confused of like, wait, was that really what I, I wanted to do? And what was my motivation for that? And, and um, yeah, kind of not be like grounded in our, in our center. Oh, another way of uh, connecting to value or our values or primary vows is just thinking about people that you really look up to or admire. And they can be living or dead, they can be famous or uh, humble. It can be people no one else knows about. And just thinking of like, you know, what, what about them? What qualities do you admire in them? What ways that do they show up that really inspire you? And then just beginning to notice like, oh, you know, how do you possess, right? Like where, what are ways that you can recognize and nourish those qualities in yourself? And then so from like, you know, these little seeds of what, what our primary vow or orientation might be is, is looking at how we're already living. And that kind of gets back to Chosen's quote of our life is woven from vows. Like often how we want to show up, we're already showing up that way in some aspects of our life or some of the time. And just like appreciate that and recognize that. And, and um, when you notice that you're doing it in the moment, like, like savoring it, like feeling the bodily imprint. Oh, this is right. This is what it feels like to show up for compa- with compassion for a loved one or for myself. Like I do know how to do that. So often we are already embodying these vows and, and it can be really important to recognize this um, because it can be easy when we're thinking about life purpose that the perfectionist or the inner critic or these other like motivating forces that aren't so motivating but think they're motivating um, can kind of, you know, get in there and and take over and be like, oh, you never, you never show up with compassion. Just look at that example. And then they have like this kind of drawer of examples of all the times that we've fallen short. And that's, you know, it's great. Like our, our inner critic and our perfectionist parts are trying to keep us safe, but we don't want them kind of running the show here uh, and taking over this as like another project. I often recommend similarly when people are practicing with the precepts. So those of you who've done some precepts um, reflection, you know, it can be it can be helpful when we like take up one of the precepts. So say that we have a precept of I vow not to kill but to cherish all life. Like the inner critic will be like, well, you kill all the time. Like you killed that ant the other day. You don't even know how much you kill because you're not paying attention. Or like. 
you eat mindlessly, that's a form of killing. And you just kind of can <laughs> really take that away. But we can also notice, like, what are the ways that I really practice non-harming or non-killing? Or what are the ways that I affirm life and really just, like, notice that and appreciate that and appreciate um, just, like, how aligned you already are with that vow. So similarly, we can do that with, with these primary vows, with our primary values. another um, important aspect of spiritual practice or spiritual maturation or living a life of purpose is encountering blocks and challenges or fears that keep us from living our vows or our deepest intentions so like you know, equally with this contemplation of like how do I want to show up how am I ready showing up that way is to begin to notice with deep kindness and grace and, and compassion um, like, why, like what prevents me from showing up in the ways that I want to? What prevents me from nourishing these qualities of compassion or authenticity, these qualities I value, creativity? What what prevents me from nourishing them within myself? So noticing our blocks or stuck places or the ways that we kind of hold back from showing up in alignment with our heart. For practitioners, these, um, these recognitions are, are gold or they're precious. Can feel tragic at first but really it's gold because before we brought awareness to it <laughs> it was unconscious like we're just kind of doing or not doing so with awareness we have the ability to bring more choicefulness into aspects of our lives so what that might look like is to notice like okay if my intention or heart's aspiration is to be authentic and I keep catching myself lying or showing up in a way that I think other people will like or um, will make pe other people feel more comfortable you can get curious like what's going on there and you might begin to notice and this, people often notice this when they're practicing with the precepts, is like if you kind of start to have this intention, like, okay, I've clarified my, one of my primary vows is to show up with authenticity. And then you're like, you know, really bringing that intention into your day. And then you might start noticing like when you're not being authentic and it might kind of like gnaw somewhere. Like, oof, there it is again. Like I just... I didn't I didn't speak up for myself I didn't I didn't really say what I, I really wanted because I was afraid the other person would you know get mad or I, I was afraid of getting hurt and you, just, and you can just get curious about that it doesn't mean like okay now you're just gonna do the exact opposite but you're getting curious you're kind of like gathering information you're seeing what's going on like on this deep 
like somatic inter inner level and you're noticing oh like you know often and I, I often bring parts work into this because I have training in that but often it's like our protective system is what's preventing us from living authentically maybe it's because of fear of getting hurt maybe it's you know a habit that we learned a long time ago and to change that really it's not going to change by like brute force or white knuckling it or letting the inner critic take over it's like oh to change that is to get curious and to be in relationship to those parts of us that that block or protect and sometimes we can do that on our own just like through awareness and compassion and reflection uh, and bringing it into our meditation and sometimes it can be helpful to talk it over with a teacher or a mentor or maybe even work on it in therapy but like it's like having the intention having the primary vow setting the intention then we can begin to notice uh, the ways that it at, that we block block ourselves from doing to, from living it and there may be of course there are going to be like circumstances in our lives that make it harder to actualize um, our vow to live to live from authenticity and you know that's also something to notice and it doesn't mean I mean like this is one of the beautiful things about Dharma practice is it's like taking responsibility for our lives and again like yeah the inner critic can hear that or the perfectionist can hear that but it's like taking responsibility for our lives in the sense that like yes our the circumstances of our lives are going to are you know continuously changing and we may find ourselves sometimes in more supportive environments and sometimes in less supportive environments um, but we can still nourish this vow and we can still nourish like this intention to show up with compassion or to show up authentically and we can notice like you know what happens in those different circumstances or situations like internally that that might block us and you know if you know if you find yourself like yeah this is nuanced of course this is nuanced but if you find yourself like in a situation where you're constantly like trying to show up with compassion and like you know getting getting attacked like you know bringing curiosity to that like oh what does compassion look like in this situation like it may be different maybe than our idea like there's such thing as fierce compassion that's setting boundaries um, or speaking up for ourselves or calling in resources or help when needed so that's um, you know just a kind of landing or grounding in this topic of life purpose and you know beginning to like touch down on you know, what are the the primary vows or the primary values or qualities um, and you know, how are you already living them and then what blocks you so that's something you can of contemplate over the next week and we'll go you know we'll you know still continue to ground in this primary vow which is so important but we'll look at the different aspects of uh, life purpose life direction life vow manifesting vow 
um, over the course of the next few weeks. I'm curious if anyone has any questions or anything you want to speak to or um, anything that touched you 